1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
2: That's uh synchronicity, my dear Watson.
3: <laughs> it's no honestly, it is it is as weird as it sounds. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tears and the Unexplainable. I am Tiss. With me, and my co-hosts, as always,
2: say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. This is Bob,
4: and um, this is this hello, is guys. Beef. This
2: is Beef. I enjoyed that standoff of like who's go- who's going to speak first. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, how you guys doing?
2: uh yeah i had a lovely week off last week um i visited family down on the south coast and i had i stayed in a yurt and i just had some relaxation no internet just chilling out that sounds amazing. It was really fun it was nice to see family like i saw all my family it was great and listeners would have heard some of it because i recorded an episode with some of my family members that went out last week that's it yeah but now I'm, now, nice. I'm, now i'm back to work and uh it's lame
4: Oh, not so nice. Um, is uh, a yurt is like a teepee, isn't it?
2: It's like a big tent. Yeah. Right. Oh, fun. What well, was that on a site yeah.
4: or did you guys just like?
2: It was on some guy's farm. It was oh. like it wasn't like a site. It was like he just had one yurt.
4: Oh, like an Airbnb type thing.
2: Yeah, it was on Airbnb, and he tapped on the window in the morning and bought us breakfast and everything. He cooked us breakfast. It was really nice. Really. Yeah, oh, and nice. then he would. And then yeah, there was like an outside table and he'd put the breakfast on the table and we sat out there with all the chickens and, and the peacocks and had our breakfast. Wow. Peacocks, yeah. yeah. I had to chase a peacock off our car. It was sitting on our car. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Just loads of birds everywhere. Loads of birds everywhere. Which meant the eggs were delicious because they were fresh out of the barn in the morning.
3: Mmm. F- <laughs> female peacock is called a peahen. Did you know
4: that? Um, I, did I did know, know that. that,
2: but thanks for reminding me wow.
3: I'm just,
4: I'm just, just enjoying name, the thought a of a, a fresh out the bum egg.
2: Yeah, delicious.
4: Fresh out the bum, that's nice. Fresh out the bum, and then he scrambled the them bum. up for us. He did
2: some fried mushrooms on the side. They were lovely.
4: Oh, I like fried mushrooms and just like scrambled egg. <laughs> it was a lovely breakfast. Mm.
2: It was quite peppery. It was like the perfect amount of pepper I like in my scrambled eggs. Oh
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just on a big crusty bloomer.
2: So well done, Kevin. Uh that was his name. <laughs> a big
3: crusty bloomer.
2: He yeah. <laughs> yeah, made him out with his old crusty bloomers. <laughs> 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 Which kind of ruined him a little bit, but I didn't want to say anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Uh but how yeah, how's how are you, Beef? How are you, Tis?
4: Yeah, good thanks, man. Yeah. Work's been busy and um I was just saying to Tis, Rach got a new job. Ooh. Um so she's she's going to be assistant head from September, mm. um in in her school. So just, she's not moving schools. Just oh right. an inter- so interview she... came up last week and she went for it and got she, it. So she
2: bloody well took it.
4: Yeah. So um, she said, "I love that." I'm a cat man. She's she's basically just going to like slip me some money every day and tell me to buy something nice.
2: Sounds perfect.
4: Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's good. Kids are all right. Just yeah.
2: I thought you were going to be recording at work again.
4: I was, um, but it's it's fine. We can do it, we can do it here. Um, All right. Yeah. So yeah. Basically, um, Amber's routine has kind of changed a bit again. So it means just that Rachel can just go upstairs with her. That's fine. Bloody kids. So I oh know <laughs> children. Right. Yeah. So well, no, I am here, and that's. I think it's better. It's just easier for me, and and um. Like the plan was to record at my parents, um, but they've got house guests and uh, they're still there, so uh, I didn't want to. You know, I don't want to. There's like, yeah, it's just easier here. And church was so echoey. Like our office is so big. It's. I liked it
2: for that episode. I thought it added some atmosphere on the ghost stories. Yeah, exactly.
4: It worked on the (laughs) listener stories. So. Cathedral Reverb. Yeah, so hopefully Tis hasn't got like another like spooky. I don't know. Actually, I quite like that because I found that really scary. Tis last has had week. this
2: one in the bag since like February or something. So he'll Come be on. glad to finally yeah. release it.
3: Yeah, I had uh, the moment when I was re-researching it where I thought, you know, like I'd researched it yeah, already and the flame had gone. But over the over the last few days, I've. Uh, yeah, got the bit between my teeth, and uh, yeah, hopefully it will be a fun episode for everyone.
2: I was talking to Becca about it last night. I said last year we started doing the series where Tiss always goes first. It's the first episode of the series is always Tiss because he's yeah. like passionate and excited, and then this is this is the opposite. <laughs> this is like he's literally researched it about four months ago, and he's just having have no interest anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, no, I, I. I, I yeah i don't know uh, i think
3: i found a different angle to it that i wouldn't have found four months ago yeah. and a, a few more stories as well so yeah it's it's kind of worked out
2: well we we won't even know it's a different angle to us it's just the angle yeah exactly <laughs> no i exactly. still don't know what
3: you're and to be about. honest i can't remember what i did yesterday so i probably don't even remember what the angle was originally um <laughs> but yeah uh so today we're talking about synchronicity and coincidences
2: Ooh. Ooh, okay. Ooh, this this is one that's actually been... I think listeners have mentioned us doing stuff like this before, so um, I'll be interested to see what you got for us with this.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of left field.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, It's also sort of angel numbers as well. Have you heard of angel numbers before? Nope. No. So angel numbers are like... uh, recurring numbers that you see uh, quite a lot oh. so like 1111
2: like 23
3: 1212 12. like if you <laughs> see do you ever look at the clock and it's like Jim Carrey. the same number or a pattern
2: you get in a habit of waking up at like 1204 or something every night
3: no no it's got to be like 1212 or
4: 1111
2: oh, oh it has to be a repeating pattern of numbers yeah it's like a yeah oh. quite an obvious pattern
4: surely surely like 666 that's not an angel number is that a demon uh, number?
3: It's a devil number. It might be, it might be a, a slightly less desirable version of angel numbers. Maybe. The angels, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. So Lids was actually seeing, still seeing uh, angel numbers. Has been. What's she seeing? Uh, every time she looks at the clock, uh, it will be like twelve, twelve, or. Thirteen, thirteen, or even like thirteen, one, three. Let's say free one.
1: Oh. Like just mm.
3: always, either mirrored or like repeating, and it is like all the time. Like it, it was really. uh Recurring. Well, it's not all
2: the time. It's at 12 past 12. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> every time
3: she would look at her phone, it was synchronized with, like, the next iteration, <laughs> which I guess you. is,
2: like, an hour and a minute away yeah. every time, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so the next one for us will be 21 minutes past 9 and I'll be keeping an eye on the clock. Something amazing is going to happen at that time. We're still recording. It's oh, now man. four minutes no, to nine. Wait, this 21 is, past uh,
3: nine. Oh, yeah 21, 21, yeah. 21, Yeah, 21, 21.
2: I've got yeah, 24 true. o'clock in the corner yeah. here. So I'll be keeping an eye out. Something I don't think amazing. This is going to be on the journey with us in real time. <laughs> the thing is, it's I'm not. Trying to, I'm trying to, yeah, but I'm trying to give it some pizzazz. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. Something amazing is going to happen at that point. Um, Wouldn't it be incredible if something amazing did happen at that point? <laughs> well, it would Can, be or synchronicity. <laughs> 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 or
3: would it? Or would it be coincidence? <laughs> That's uh, guess synchronicity. My we'll, we'll dear Watson. <laughs> <laughs> God's sake. Um, <laughs> um, oh, oh dear.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs>
3: I've lost my thread completely. Angel numbers,
2: <sighs> yeah, that's all. That was the thread you were talking about. Angel numbers, um, coincidences. So we're doing coincidences, synchronicity, angel numbers.
3: Yeah, as part of it. Um, yeah, sorry. So yeah, Lids was seeing these angel numbers. Fuck, I can't remember where I was going. Um, she always sees them, and we
4: we then joked that does something bad happen every time that she sees them.
3: No, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. So right so here we go. Angel numbers is. It's not that uh, specifically on that time something will happen, or it's like synchronized with something else. It's it's
2: no, it just so happens that's the the top. Whenever you look, it just so happens to be it's the yeah. coincidence. Of well, it's ca- it's kind of like uh,
3: some people think that it's the universe sort of sending signs that you're on the right path, or sending signs to certain things. You can kind of read into it, kind of like tarot, like it's like. Maybe it will, it depends what, I guess, what you think the numbers mean. It will prompt that every time you see it.
2: So it's a positive thing?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it can be positive, it can be negative. I guess it depends on the person. It, it's all about their own psyche. On the path of the beam.
4: Yeah, I guess it depends on, like, if it makes you paranoid. You're Like, oh, mm. no, I keep seeing, like, it might, it could go both ways, couldn't it? I guess,
3: yeah. I guess the, the yeah the hope is that it's attached to something positive i guess like a change in your life that it's like thing is, i i i look at the i look at the time quite a lot um and I suppose it's that's
4: i guess it's just because I'm picking up my phone to look at my phone that I just happened so I feel like this could never happen to me because i just I, I just look at my phone too much maybe I need to stop looking at the time hmm
2: in the moment man.
4: I know. If it's only going to happen once an hour.
3: Yeah, that's true.
4: I might try it. I might try, try just well, what once are an hour. Well, the chance
2: if you say I'm just going to look at my phone once an hour and every time you look it is you be like, oh, creeping.
3: I don't know. I don't know the maths, but I guess it's more like it's it's like there'll be certain times in the day where that number will be pushed to you or or recurring numbers will be pushed at you from all different manners of, you know, like the cooker. You'll walk past the cooker. Like, Liz has had this before where she's got up to go into the kitchen and then been stalled by something. And then as she's gone in, probably like a few minutes later, it will be on, you know, the the recurring numbers. And she'll be like, what the hell? I was going to go into the kitchen a minute ago. If I'd come in then, it would have been... You know, oh, not that. So the that. story oh, is right. the
2: universe keeping her on the path.
3: There's di- there's different things. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, she's quite aware of it. So maybe that plays into it a little bit.
2: The other side of this stuff it also, it's like when people say they see the number 23 everywhere and stuff like that. Um, I think Jim Carrey said that happened to him. But um, <laughs> when it, you become more aware of it because you start noticing it more. Yeah. And then because you're noticing it more, you become more aware of it as if you was, and then you get it in your head. Yeah. Whereas Mm. if it's not in your head, you might not notice it. So there's that element of it as well.
3: Yeah. Well, totally. This is, this is, I guess the, uh, the two schools of thought on it. Um, 21 minutes. (laughs) So, yeah, I think, I think I've kind of got down what synchronicity means. It's quite a slippery concept a little bit. Uh, I guess for me uh probably not for other people but um it kind of i think it's carl jung that popularized the the concept or maybe even created it synchronicity and that's like to take into account so when there's events that happened that are significant to you and i don't know it's like links between things which you attach meaning to Mm -hmm. the things that happen in the material world aren't intrinsically linked but as soon as you the observer have a meaningful link there is a link because you're linking it your psyche you've is, it. is the link right. so that that is synchronicity
2: right. In, that sounds like down the same train of thought of like things don't exist if there isn't the observer
3: yeah it's kind of like as the viewer you create yeah.
2: the, exactly. the existence of exactly. things
3: exactly so it's reality uh, yeah affected by our thoughts like the telekinesis side of things i guess is it telekinesis or something like that like Mm. our our thoughts can be materialized a little bit um and i guess telekinesis
2: is moving things with your brain
3: oh really yeah (laughs) Yeah, telekinetic (laughs) telekinetic powers i guess
2: telekinetic energy yeah the psychokinesis as well
3: psychokinesis i can't remember the difference i mean what do you guys think of that concept
2: do I beef. I don't really think
4: I understand. If I'm honest, um, uh, yeah, I
3: kind I kind of do. Um, so the, 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 I'll give you the other side of the coin. Yeah, explain it again. That I think is the other side of the coin. So then you can pretend I'm like ten. What if you know the ca- if you know the counter argument, then you might understand the argument. Um, right. right. So the other side, I think, is like coincidence where it's like scientists, or I don't know if science, I don't know science's stance on it, but definitely when it was put forward, it was resistant. I think science believes that two things happening in the real world that you attach meaning to is nothing more than just Coincidence. coincidence those things are happening uh, and you've attached meaning to them but that's because you're a human and your brain seeks patterns it seeks narrative so almost like you can create coincidences out all the time if you're looking for them
2: yeah so this synchronicity idea is it's the opposite of coincidence it's ascribing meaning to yeah coincidence it,
3: it's saying that you can't discount the viewers uh experience and say that it's just in your head it, it th- right I guess he's i'm saying with you more now that your brain power and the material world are inseparable
2: so it's the antithesis to coincidence it's ascribing meaning to coincidence and saying right. well, it's not just coincidence there's something more to it and it might be yeah uh, it's almost like when we looked at the fate episodes early on it's m- like a like you say keep it on the path or some sort of fatalistic numeral I don't know yeah I'm with you Hmm. I'm with you now giving the opposite of the argument made it make it made it it make more sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
3: it is it is tricky though when I was yeah researching synchronicity in isolation (laughs) it is really hard to kind of grasp it
2: I would say from my viewpoint I I lean more on the side of coincidence fair enough in in um in in almost everything Even things that don't seem like the coincidence, I'm sort of like the world is so random that anything can happen. Mm. But we'll see. I want to be convinced, baby. What do you reckon, Beef? Um,
4: Well, I guess I would attribute elements of my faith to this um, where um, I'm trying to think of an actual example, but I suppose there are moments um, in my life where you... Um, yeah I really wish I could kind of think of an example to to describe it but yeah it does it does feel like so maybe I wouldn't call it a coincidence or um or, or or synchronicity i don't know i but i do i suppose attribute well i attribute meaning to things because i see meaning in life all around me because of my faith i suppose um and i don't i don't happen to think. It's weird because I do think, like, um, uh, if so, if I flip it over onto the negative and look at you know some pe- some people I know who are Christians would attribute any bad thing ever that happens to them um, to to the devil. You know, it's you know the devil's attacking me. I feel under attack from spiritual forces, and
2: right, um, I've always it's like found a that.
4: Yeah, I, and I find that bizarre. I'm like, well, the devil must be a very busy man um, because, not man, but a very busy being given that he must be doing that for every single person on the planet. Like, what's he, is he doing that for, like, seven billion people? I, I don't... That makes the devil too powerful to me. It means, like, that's... I don't know how he would orchestrate that. Um, and I just think sometimes bad things happen and that's just life, like Bob says. I think sometimes the nature of life is random. Um, but then am I contradicting myself? Because I suppose in believing in a God, I can't believe in the random nature of events because God has orchestrated the universe in such a manner that we're perfectly positioned in the solar system for, for life to exist and etc. cetera, et cetera. So I don't... But can I ask about that?
2: Sorry to yeah. butt in, but I want... If you say that, so is a Christian belief in um, sort of God's creation in terms of like we are where we need to be and, and that side of coincidence and things, is um, does that shred us of agency? Are we following a predetermined path or do we have our own agency?
4: Uh, no, this is where, um, so that's like a... a, a... A Calvinist belief. So that's that's um. No, I don't. I I I think that you know people sometimes say, "Oh, God, God's in control." Um, and I think you've got to be careful with stuff like that because, like you know, then it, yeah, it makes it look like you know, God is in control of every single thing that happens in your life, whether that's good or bad.
2: It, it always seems when people say something like that, it always seems like it's a get out. No. Like um, yeah, they could. Shoot loads of people, yeah. Go on a spree and say, "Well, I was supposed to do it because yeah. you go. Know, they did it because it was their their path. Like, yeah. You know, they they were they're not in control. You're not in control of your own life. You're only doing no. what you're supposed to be doing. No, and, I don't like think that.
4: it's. I used to. I suppose I used to think along the terms of, um and it can really screw some people up. You know, where they start to think of, okay, so you know, God must have a plan for me. And the Bible talks about that kind of stuff. But I think people are like, oh, well, if I'm outside of that at any point, like I need God to tell me exactly what to do. And some people get really caught up in the details of that. And, you know, is this, you know, say, for example, they're applying for a job, like, is this the right job? Is this, am I marrying the right person? Am I doing this right? And I don't think that's it at all. I think what happens is in in, in a in essence, God's given us free will, so we can choose our own path, and I think God works in that. So,
2: I really um, thought you were going to say, "I think God works in mysterious ways." No, no,
4: no, no. You've heard me poo poo that before. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. Um, but then uh, there are things that happen. That I believe. And I believe God has worked in those moments, but I, it doesn't feel like, I don't know, I wouldn't say that God has gone ahead of us and absolutely predetermined everything, because then there's no free will. So you can't have it both ways.
2: Mm, exactly. That's what I was a bit concerned about. Yeah.
4: No, 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 I don't think that at all. Um, I just think God works in... Mysterious ways. Well, in mysterious ways. <laughs> no, God <laughs> works in <laughs> the choices we make. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Well that was we got uh, we got a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that was deep. more de- deeper than I thought for the first sort of chunk of the episode, yeah. Yeah. We're
3: di- we diving deep with this one.
2: Going deep, boys. It's, uh, Go I felt on. like
3: it, it was going to be kind of a half discussion episode anyway because it is Yeah, yeah. kind of like a philosophical idea.
2: Because a broader topic. It's um yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It's quite broad. Um so my belief, I'm not too sure but there's a story i can tell you that kind of combines synchronicity and coincidence in this beautiful weird tale um mm. so i recently went to bangface which is this fucking awesome oh this is
2: this is a personal story
3: this is a personal story yeah yeah wow you you went to where <laughs> oh um i went to bangface which is like a big festival That happens at Pontin's sex festival. Uh, right, okay. Sex festival. (laughs) Um, No, it's a (laughs) big rave. In that moment,
4: I I felt like the old man, like you're explaining to your granddad, like, oh, I went to (laughs) Bangface. Like, what's that? (laughs) I only know what it
2: is because Tiss has mentioned it before. (laughs) That's the only reason. Bangface is
3: is the best rave festival (laughs) in the UK, period. Um, And it's like,
2: People like, oh, okay, so right. Do people do do people do drugs there?
3: Uh, <laughs> no, Jesus. no one does drugs there. I everyone's I feel so everyone's old. really, everyone's really well behaved, and it's uh, okay. it's not too raucous.
2: <laughs> My youngest cousin um, was asking about
4: if you do drugs. If I do drugs, bang face! All oh, back back in the day, we just had Woodstock <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever old people. What festival was around? Wayne Stock more. Wayne <laughs> <stock>. yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, my cousin Fred was asking if you do drugs, Tiss. Oh, okay. Uh, What did he say? Um, (laughs) I can't remember. I I can't remember, actually. I've been drinking. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. He said because he sounds like he's always uh, out of it or something.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can assure you, without the drugs, it's always the same.
2: He said, can I ask you a question? How much stuff is is Tiss on? How much stuff? And I said when he said just like whenever you record. <laughs> I said I think I said I don't know. It depends, but I think that's also just Tiss.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm never on anything really. Pepsi. Yeah. Ve- um. There you go. Yeah. Vegan sausage rolls. Vegan sausage rolls. Uh, really noisy crisps or sweets.
2: Yeah. So there we go Fred there's a question answered right so let's hear about what happened so, at Bang Face Anyway
3: sorry you were at Bang Face
2: Yeah uh, yeah
3: so we were at Bang Face uh, and my mate Tim um, was basically at, at Bang Face I think there's this legendary thing that people do which is they go to the lawnmower museum on the Saturday <laughs> and it's this it's it's in Liverpool This sounds like a fever dream God. it's mad it's no, honestly, it is. It is as weird as it sounds because this festival is super weird in the best way. But wow. so there's this, there's a, a lawnmower museum. This rave sounds mad. Tis,
2: uh, sorry, do you do you go to this
3: every year? I I do now. I went to it just before the pandemic.
2: Can you next year take the portable recorder with you? Hell yes. Hell yes! I love that you actually are drinking Pepsi. Get some banging stories. We call it bangers from Bangface.
3: There's some absolute banging stories to be had at Bangface for sure.
2: Uh, right, but anyway, okay, so, looking forward to that next year, listeners. Right. So Tim has been
3: fantasising about this lawnmower museum. It's like this legendary thing. He's been reading about it, <laughs> and just you know, it's it's kind of like people can go, but there's there's always like a little group that goes, and it's like yeah, totally rumor. So anyway, so we're at Bangface, we're in the queue to get back into um the main foyer arena type thing. And Tim's wearing this hat uh with like a spinny wheel on top, you know, like the sort of <laughs> ridiculous hats with, with with the with the propeller.
2: Like a propeller hat. Yeah.
3: yeah. And then these two guys in the queue in front sort of see the hat and one of them's like,
2: Oh, that's the hat.
3: We should get you. Like they'd obviously been talking about uh i think they were techies i think they were talking about getting this guy the hat i think he was like the supervisor and they were sort of joking that he should have a hat like that so anyway we got chatting to him and then tim just gave this person his hat it was just like there you go have it and he was just like oh my god this is what you're going to give me a hat that's amazing um so tim gave over this hat to this guy and then we're in the queue and the person behind us uh Started talking to Tim, and he said he mentioned something like, Oh, if you want to see the real party, uh, something about the Lawmer Museum. And then Tim just turns around and just starts chatting to this guy, right? So, this guy organizes trips to this Lawmer Museum, (laughs) and on the Saturday, he could have had like we, we, he was talking about a VIP type. Like tour, just limited people on this tour going round and seeing all these lawnmowers. Um, it was utterly mental. The fact that Tim had like wanted to do this, wanted to find out about it, given this hat over as like a good deed. This guy had seen that Tim was sound, and then unlocked this like new pathway in his life where suddenly he can go to this lawnmower museum. It was crazy. As a VIP. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean it was like the so guy had like a a VIP tour booked and he had like 15 places on it. So essentially the universe rewarded Tim for giving <laughs> his hat away. Is that what you're saying? That's what that, that's what you would believe, right? Free synchronicity.
2: No, I believe it's just something that happened.
3: I don't know why I believe well
4: that <laughs> i mean what you, the
2: way you're describing it was i was getting... i was it was ludicrous. I was like envisioning a dali painting um <laughs> <but> <laughs> if if you if you I mean
3: i mean for tim it was a it attached a lot of meaning because you know he yeah. it yes it was high in his mind this lawnmower museum thing and This hat, giving the hat away was so random. It was like Tim had just put this hat on to go back in the arena. Uh, It was actually like a hat that they wore to his dad's birthday or something that all the family got one. So it's like, it wasn't just some random hat. It was like, Tim was just like, there you go, have it. Like just total, unbelievably good deed. Or That's how I saw it anyway.
2: So it's just like when something happens and you go, flipping egg! what are the chances of that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well it just it just felt like
3: it was all it felt you know synchronized uh but anyway so <laughs> this is where coincidence comes in uh tim overslept the next day and missed the whole thing missed missed the tour so didn't didn't go on the tour oh, in the g- end anyway
4: for goodness sake why doesn't that surprise me That was he gutted <laughs> that one of the one yeah, of we your gutted. friends overslept uh, and just <laughs> missed this
2: tour. <laughs> to me, that's almost like it goes against it because it's almost like fate was pushing him to it and then it, he overslept.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the punchline. It's like this cosmic tale of like synchronicity and like good deeds and karma and all these things intertwined and then boom, just missed the tour anyway. I mean, now him and this guy have like c- connected over Facebook and I think he's going to go next year. So there's still. You know, there's still a he certain still get element. He the lawnmowers. Yeah, for sure. He he sent me a picture that the guy sent him, and it was like Richard and Judy's lawnmower that they uh, donated to the museum. It was just a f- like a random flymo. Just it's so unbelievable. The the thing that is so funny about it is that it's like the people that would go. It's like half of it is irony, but half of it is also like absolute earnestness of like actually, no, I'm quite interested in lawnmowers.
2: Like one of those things where you would go and you think this will be funny, and then when you're there, you're like, actually, it's quite interesting.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. That's, right. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the hilarity of it. It's like, you know, the like Tim, is, that's, that's Tim's humour. It's like, it is ridiculous and ironic, but also like, he's a little bit like, yeah, this is cool.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. I want to know, I, I want to get some audience feedback on some of these stories. Cause I want to know based on the, the propeller hat lawnmower story, <laughs> mm. how many of our listeners see some sort of fatalistic universal sort of situation in that, or and how many people just say, well, it's just something that happened. Yeah. Mm. I really would like to know, like when people listen to that story the first time, were they thinking, what are you talking about? Or were they thinking, well, I wanna know that the, the split there. I might put a poll. Mm. But don't you don't you feel like it depends on like
4: if you change the story ever so slightly, so I have managed to think of something like my own version of this. So two weeks ago it was Joel's birthday and um he really wanted to go to London. So we took him took him to London, showed him the sites and did the history museum.
2: I saw the pictures with the history museum, yeah.
4: You did, that's it, yeah, yeah.
2: I remember the first time I went to the History Museum, it was amazing.
4: It was good. He loved it. He had a really good day. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't until, and obviously because of COVID, we've not been to London for ages. And um, yeah, yeah. when I got to the first tube station, I, I suddenly remembered, I was like, oh, Rach. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be stood right in front of the door. And she's like, oh, okay. Because every single time I get on the tube, I stand in the exact, Place that a door, you know, when the train slows down and then you get like the door always always in front of me and it doesn't matter where I stand on the platform. That it you know, I just oh, happen oh, to
2: Oh hang on. My alarm on my phone's going off. Oh it's twenty one twenty one. Well nothing's happening here. Right, carry on. That's not that's not um. how it works. <laughs> <laughs> if you set an alarm it doesn't count. <laughs>
4: no. Um. Anyway, so and every time, and it happened every single time. You know, we got on a lot of tube stations, and I ended up in front of the door every single time. And Rachel was just like, "This is just unbelievable! Like, what? How can this happen every single time we get on the tube?" And I just thought I like, it's just coincidence, or is it? If I I could change the story slightly. And be like, oh yeah, my my grandfather was a tube driver, um, and he died, and you know, I just know this is his way of looking after me, like he's stopping the train for me, so I can, like, do you see what I mean? It's
2: yeah, you can I, and, ascribe and, a meaning to any any coincidence. Here I am
4: laughing at the Moa Museum, <laughs> and your mate Tim. To him, that was like the most incredible thing ever.
3: Right. Well, it was good. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was. It was like exactly <laughs> well, it was good. what he wanted to achieve <laughs> with his weekend. It obviously wasn't <laughs> the best thing ever because he missed it. But it was there. Uh, you know. Yeah, I was going to say after. it
2: wasn't exactly what he wanted to achieve.
3: Yeah, it can't have been that good. No, it. it I mean, it's a lawnmower Museum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's turning on the
2: lawnmower Museum now.
3: No, I mean it. It, it sounds amazing. I wouldn't have gone personally. I mean, I will go next year, hopefully. Just it sounds uh, amazing. I would have gone. Did, did, I just need a year to, to build myself <laughs> up to it, to be honest. Um, was this because
4: the guy was, like, desperate to sell tickets? He was like, oh, pl- will you just go to this Moe Museum? No,
2: everyone goes. Please. No.
4: Everyone goes.
2: Everyone it wasn't selling tickets. It was,
3: it was free. It was a free ticket. It was just f- 15 people.
2: Where is the lawnmower museum?
3: I don't actually know. I think it's quite close to the Pontin site. Well, though. where was the Pontin site? Southport, New, New, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool.
4: All oh, right. I'm I'm starting another poll. Uh, if Who's you've been, been to Bangfest, yeah. I want to know: face. Would you or have you Bangface? Wherever bang it face. is. Sorry, Bang Bang music. <laughs> on, whatever it's Dad. called. <laughs> you know that that <laughs> yeah, bloody headbanging music. <laughs> If you've uh, been to whatever it's called, Bang Face or whatever, I want to know, have you, you know also been called? to the Mo Museum? We're, we're not going to get anyone reply. I want
2: to know how many people have been to the Mo Museum and I want some reviews. I want some reviews of think... the Mo Museum if you've been.
3: I, w- yeah. I would be surprised if any of our listeners have been to Bang Face, but I would love if any of our listeners have been to Bang Face. I would love that.
4: Maybe some of them were there last week. I'm surprised that people listen.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's true. Okay,
4: so
2: we right, us move on, on for the hours, please please okay yeah
3: so where were we so the bang face story so the, yeah talking about synchronicity coincidence um that's just that's just my own little personal story that i had so it was sort of like humorous because it was kind of both at the same time you know like I built it up in my head, like all these synchronicities and it means something and, you know, it's going to really pay off. And then the universe kind of reminded me like, no, that's not how it works. This is chaos. You're finding your own patterns and that's the end of the pattern. Right. Yeah. Uh, But still, I don't know what I... I don't... Yeah. I don't... Like like always, I sit on the fence because really no one knows what's going on. Uh, So it's nice to like enjoy the eccentric version of events rather than the cold scientific one, I guess. Hmm. Um
4: Yeah, I guess it doesn't it doesn't hurt to to let people you know if that had meaning to him and that that to him was the universe in synchronizing events in that way,
3: then it doesn't yeah. it's not hurting anyone, is it? Yeah, totally. so, so our friend Sean, I'm gonna butcher this story because I've, I've forgotten the the small details, but I've remembered the the main sort of emphasis of the story but it's basically um, our mate Sean uh, from Milton Keynes, we saw her, she lives in Bristol now and we saw her the other day right. and uh, she was telling us a story about synchronicity and sort of I guess coincidence as well or whichever uh, and let's see if I can remember it so, so yeah I think it was that Sean had met someone on uh, uh, while she was travelling from like a total different country and or maybe from the UK and they got on really well anyway they became really good friends uh and years later her friend had a picture from uh like a place where they would traveled they'd uh, they'd traveled there but not together and they had a, she had a picture of like these mountains and whatnot uh and her mate had like exactly the same picture where I think it was like Shauna taking the picture because she'd stopped off for a pee or something like this, and their mate had, for basically for whatever reason the, they had both stopped at this random lay by in this specific country and took a picture of like the exact same like vista. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't
2: in the place they were currently in, and they weren't, and they weren't, they didn't know each other.
3: No. No, it was, like, totally independent from each other years before they met. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And it's just, like, it's weird that they've both got on so well and both led similar lives and then even had, like, a very similar photo that they both took of the same random mount. It's not, like, a tourist spot. It was, like, a lay-by. Like, Sean said that she only stopped there because they needed to pee and it was, like, then... She went for a pee and then looked up and saw the view and was like, fuck, I have to snap that. And it was the exact same spot that they'd taken the photo. They'd both obviously, yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy.
2: So do you think people with similar experiences are drawn together?
3: I don't know. I guess maybe people are on the same similar path and sometimes you meet those people and sometimes you don't. But when you do, you get reminded that there are... People not so different from you, I guess.
2: I suppose anything can be a coincidence, though. If I won the lottery, I'll be like, what a coincidence. They're the numbers I put down, and they're the ones that won. Yeah. What are the bloody chances of that? Or is it synchronicity?
3: But
4: if it was like the first time you'd played the lottery...
2: Well, this is the thing.
4: The numbers that you got are like meaningful numbers, then you would attribute meaning to that, wouldn't you?
2: That's the thing, though, isn't it? But there's just as much chance of that as any other time, or any other set of numbers in a world of chaos and chance. Yeah, I guess so. That's what I'm saying. If you roll a dice, the chances of getting, like, ten sixes in a row is the same as getting any set of numbers in a row. It's not like, whoa, what were the chances of that? The same. The same as any other chance of anything. Every roll of the dice could be anything. So... When they line up, it isn't like, whoa, what were the chances? The same as any other combination numbers. It's just the randomness of the universe.
4: Would it uh, What would have to happen to you for for it to shift from coincidence to something which is just... would be beyond that? Is there anything that would be too coincidental to you that would...
2: Although I would have to be like, this is not coincidence, this is fate. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I think I think I would see anything as as coincidence. Yeah. I don't know, I was trying to
4: think of something
2: that would like shift shift my entire viewpoint. Like something that would happen to me that's so incredible. I would have to think, Oh, this is this is the universe, this isn't just chance, this is something yeah. is at play here. Yeah. Um I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think what I think whatever magical thing happened to me, I'd always just be like, wow, what a coincidence. Or what are the chances? Well the chances are the same as anything, because anything can happen. Just like the dice thing I just said. Tis I was just while you were gone, I was just saying it's it's the same as when you roll a dice. The chances of getting ten sixes in a row are the chances of getting any set of numbers in a row. Every time you roll the dice it's the same chance again. Yeah. So when people say, oh my God, what were the chances of rolling 10 sixes in a row? That's that's beyond coincidence. Like, No, no, it's the same chance as getting anything in a row. It's just chaos. And every now and then something like you, you might roll 10 sixes in a row, doesn't have any more, there's no more chance of anything else.
3: Well, I suppose the only way for Synchronicity to get involved in that situation would be that if your angel number at the time or if... If, if there was a meaning attached to getting 10 sixes, not simply the mathematics right. of what are the chances, yeah, but yeah. it's more like if there's a deep meaning to you personally, and this is why it's so subjective, but I guess that's the theory in a way because Jung believed, well, I guess he believed, uh, <laughs> I'm just guessing from the, the theory, that, um, that our subconscious is also affecting the external reality. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so there is an there's an element of like you have to subscribe to the idea to um, see it as beyond just a coincidence you subscribe to the fact well these this is the number and the chance of it coming up are beyond chance it's significant it's ascribing significance to chance if you don't
3: believe in it you don't get synchronicity because you won't be looking for it it might happen but you're not looking for it so yeah it's kind of like it's kind of weird. It's like the in inside the theory is the actual fact that you have to believe it for it to happen. And it's like super subjective. So it's like it's hard mm. to prove because it's just so wiggly. It's such a wiggly concept. Mm. Everything you'd use to disprove it is what's proving its validity in a way.
2: Very wiggly.
3: Very wiggly. That chewing gum walk. Um... So I've got another little story, and I don't know if this is, this is synchronicity or coincidence or even like life after death style stuff, but uh, Lydia's mum told me a story right, about her brother, Lydia's uncle, when he died. Um, he was like a man of science. Um, he uh, didn't believe that there was anything after death like any anything Uh, and he said to Lydia's mum I think I don't know it don't know what point but just said that if if there's anything though I'll let you know Uh, right and so he's passed away now Um, and I think it was like on the day of his funeral or or I think they'd all gone up to Wales when he did pass to to be with the family and stuff And they were staying in Lydia's aunt's house. Uh, And Lydia's aunt, Jillian, he used to call Maggot. That was like his uh, affectionate nickname for her. And um, I think it was when they were going up to bed. um, They went into one of the bedrooms and there was thousands of flies on the ceiling. And then instantly all died and fell to the floor. That's weird. And that was like in Jillian's house. Like I think it was very close to when he died. Um they said that it's the exact type of thing he'd do. He had like a quite a sick sense of humor type thing. Uh and yes, it, I don't know if that's, you know, what that is. It could be synchronicity because it could be the fact that they're attaching meaning to the event which is synchronicity, but also there's an right. afterlife element to it where it's like is that a sign from him in the afterlife to say you know i'm here
4: hmm
2: that's odd that one yeah that is strange i keep thinking of examples and then i forget them and i'm about to tell them maybe that's yeah
4: i had that earlier i had something happen like that earlier
2: yeah because what uh, you were just well. telling me, it reminded me of something else. Yeah. It's a tough uh, what one, isn't it? Because it's so, it's, yeah. It's so, it is so subjective, as you're saying. Like, to really see the patterns or the things that would be ascribed to this idea, you have to subscribe to it. Yeah. So, from, I, I, I always just, I don't really see patterns in things. I see everything as random. So, for me, it's really hard for me to, get in the mindset um, of the whole idea. And like, yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah.
4: I guess I do understand it a bit more. Um, not that you don't understand it, but I would just, um, it's really annoying because I had something really, uh, when you were talking earlier, this, I, I I had something. I was like, oh my gosh, that's I need to share that.
3: Um, and I've forgotten it. Mate, I do that all the time.
4: Um, and it was one of those moments that felt synchronized um but there <laughs> have definitely been times I suppose the the equivalent to me is um like if I pray and then get an answer to prayer, I suppose that's the same kind of thing. I'm attributing um you know the good thing that I was praying for as like a result, like God has orchestrated. That somehow, I suppose, um rather than just being like, "Oh, I prayed for that," and "Oh, wow, that's a coincidence; it just happened."
2: That's a really good example, actually, because that's that—that's almost like what I was trying to get at before beef. Where it's like, if you have a faith mm. and you and you pray, and and something happens as a result of that, or something happens that's linked to what you said, you see it as part of this thing that you're subscribing to already. Whereas yeah. someone without the faith would view that as. Just something that happened, just a random thing that happened. It just so happened yeah. to be along the lines of what you were saying. Yeah, that's yeah. that's almost exactly what I was trying to get before. Thank you. You've unlocked it a little bit. Carry on. <laughs> no, you're
4: welcome. Um, yeah, so it is, but it is a weird one. There are things like, again, there are people I know who will pray for anything and then attribute everything that happens that's good to God. So there, uh, there are there are people I know who. Like, I don't know, say for example, you go to Milton Keynes, you're always jostling for a space, there's like never anywhere to park that's free, so you're hoping for that like last free space. I know people that pray for a parking space, and then you're oh like, really, oh my gosh, I was about look, to ask
2: you. Yeah. I was about to ask you, do you know people that like, how petty they get, like, you know sometimes you get like a really good banana, <laughs> yeah. are they like praying, like, hope this is really nice banana before they peel it and stuff like that? <laughs> um... <laughs>
4: I guess not necessarily the banana thing, but yeah, definitely in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, not
2: necessarily exactly that, I just mean stuff that's no, no. that pretty. but I suppose the space no, no. thing is a little bit like that. Um, no, absolutely. Bananas are in my head, because I started eating organic bananas, and the, the taste is night and day. They're so delicious. I can't believe nice. it. Nice. Like, I love bananas I know, anyway, and I'm like, where have you been in my life?
4: <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely with answer prayer. I mean, I... I don't think I've ever prayed for a parking space, and I think I would always be like, oh, look, that's lucky. There's one. Yeah, that's lucky. I suppose. Um, Luck. Yeah, that's another aspect of it, isn't it, is luck. But then I don't know if I believe in luck. like Luck,
2: coincidence, synchronicity, faith. It's all muddy.
3: Mm.
4: It's so annoying. They had, like, a beautiful example, and
3: I've totally forgotten it. Oh, well, never mind. The subconscious, though, is quite muddy. The uh, the fact that uh, the subconscious is trying to analyse itself—that's when it starts to get yeah. muddy. And of course, it's trying to—it's going to it, it's gonna get muddy because you're trying to analyse something that is—you're trying to analyse yourself, but in looking at your, you know, your subconscious, it it kind of obscures itself because it tries to fit itself into a shape of what you imagine it could be, but you'll never see it for what it really is.
2: I suppose everyone has. Everyone has their own lines of what they see as meaningful or meaningless, and what they mm. sort of link that to. What aspect? Do we even see the same colours?
3: Well, do we? Well, wow. Rachel asks me that question all the time. Well, this is it. This is exactly another. That's another. I think about that a lot. Thing, but that—that's the same thing, right? I mean, that's—that's that's what I'm saying. So the, the synchronicity side of things, like, yeah, like, it, do we all? Um, can you really analyze something that's projecting reality? Like, do you have the power to analyze that? And just because we can't feel like that's what's happening doesn't mean that it's not happening. Mm. Especially when you consider what you're trying to analyze is just so, yeah, it's hard.
2: I feel like... um I feel like we're gonna drive listeners insane with this episode of all of us just keep <laughs> meandering and pondering. <laughs> this is the this is the whole thing about synchronicity
3: though, isn't it? Meandering and pondering about it. It's kind of discussion-ish episode.
2: Yeah, it is very yeah, very yeah, very much so. Sparking a yeah, lot yeah. of discussion.
3: It's just a lot of stories. Um I mean, um there's another one. I think I've got a video for it. I'll try and get the video up. Ooh.
2: Is it from Bangface?
3: Yeah, it's live live feed from Bangface. Actually, let's talk about this one. This is a, a famous kawinki dink mm-hmm. that uh, we can all quickly discuss. Uh, the twenty seven club. Okay. The coincidence that a lot of musical legends or people oh, that were culturally yeah, hyper relevant at the time died at the age of twenty seven. So, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Kurt Cobain, yeah, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse. There's there's others, um, but yeah, what do you think about that? Could you
2: do? Could you <laughs> not do that for any age? I bet if I looked at who's out at the age of twenty eight, I'd have a long list, and I'd be able to pick out some names though. And twenty nine and thirty. Again, I'm I'm the antagonist on this episode. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I don't
3: know if you could though. I'm
2: lo- I'm looking for chaos.
3: <laughs> I mean, chaos is all around us, but uh, the two exactly. aren't literally exclusive. Hmm. In, within the chaos, our hmm. consciousness creates the order. Th- there can be both so, that exist at once.
2: Who are other young, famous people who died? Like, uh,
3: let's have a look.
2: Culturally. Let's...
4: Yeah, tell us. Those are the only three that I can remember, but I seem to remember Jim,
3: that- Jim Morrison, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain.
2: Um Is it we talk about musicians, yeah?
3: The original Ozzy Osbourne. Uh
2: The original Ozzy Osbourne, hey?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Ozzy now is um a, a paid actor, isn't he? You're
2: fucking Critting around leg. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Paul McCartney thing all over again.
2: But is that real? Did you just, did you just no, pull just, this out of your ass, or is this? I a, just
3: put, No, I pulled it out of my ass.
2: Oh, I thought that was like a actual conspiracy that some people believed in. I mean, that would be
3: a great conspiracy
2: because it, it's 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 believable. You know what people are like. Yeah. Well, I mean. You could replace
3: Ozzy o- with a very basic robot these days because he's not got a lot of mobility. Bless him. <laughs> and <laughs> a he says very a lot. basic robot. He, sa- he says a lot of the same old shit. Fucking... <laughs>
2: Fucking... Um. Oh, bless him. <laughs>
1: a very basic uh, robot. Uh, so...
4: <laughs> Go on, tell us tell us more about the Twenty Seven Club. Like who's who's in the Twenty Seven Club? So we've got Jim Morrison. Amy right, this, let's House, get a Kirk list Gain. up. The
3: Twenty Seven Club. I thought everyone knew this. I
4: seem to remember there being more names, than that. <laughs>
3: but I thought everyone knew this. Right, Twenty Seven Club.
2: I've never heard of it.
3: We have never bloody heard of it, mate. Yeah,
4: Mr. Coincidence over there. So yeah. Bri-
3: Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Kirk Cobain. Uh, Blues musician Robert Johnson, Um, who else, Amy Winehouse, she actually previously had mentioned in an interview that she was worried at dying at 27, because of the 27 Club. Right.
2: Superstitions, isn't it? Yeah.
4: But I, I find this is one of those things, like, I remember in 2016, that was like the year that loads of celebrities died. Yeah. Included. That was the year like Bowie died and a few others. Bowie was probably like the most. I think it was also the
2: same year as Alan Rickman as well, maybe. But I think there, like... there was a year, we talked about it on the podcast at the time, like a lot of people were dying. But I, I just put that to like, we're getting older. And so the people that we consider as like icons of the older generation, yeah. they're all getting older too. So every year it feels like loads of famous people die nowadays it was just like they're starting to die off at that point so it felt more monumental but now yeah. it's like every year loads of people die we are just sort of used to it now because that generation yeah. are getting old
4: but also it depends on who's who's important to you like you yes know, and, yeah and actually in total honesty like i, I remember at the time when bowie died pe- like people around me were like crushed like totally yeah. crushed um and i was like oh that's a shame he was quite
2: young but I didn't really because he like Bowie, I don't he wasn't like a massive icon to you. Like you knew who he was. Like I felt like the same way. I I really respect David Bowie. Um yeah. and I think he's very talented and everything, but I was never like a big Bowie head. No. Yeah. So I never was like mega, mega into his music, so it I was not as affected by other people around me. But no. I love film and I was like mega gutted when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, because I love Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's one of my favourite actors. Yeah. But a lot of people around me were like, "Oh, don't, yep. yeah, that's bad." But do you know what I mean? It's, it's who who matters to you?
4: Jonah Lomu as well. He died that same year. I swear it was the same year. That was a, that felt like a, a big deal. Um, but I suppose it's the same as like um, we were sat with uh, my brother when right. um, when I found out that um, Taylor Hawkins had died, and. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. That's like really shocking. Um, and then me and Rachel had a conversation. I was like, right, can you imagine? You know, Dave, Dave must now be feeling like obviously his mind's going to go back to Kurt. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we'd, we, so we had like a long conversation about it. And then he, he just pipes up, who's, um, who's that? Who's Taylor Hawkins? I don't know who that is. Um, and we were like, oh, oh, well, yeah, he should probably tell you who he is. But it's like, my point is, unless it has any kind of meaning, those people dying at 27, it's just, it's like Bob said, I don't know, like, if you get all the famous people in the world at the end of this year and look at their ages, you'd probably be able to find a few the same age. Yeah, totally. Don't know if that means anything.
2: Yeah, if I typed in famous people that died at 80, I bet there's loads. <laughs> I suppose 27
4: is the fact that 27 is a young age, isn't it? Because it's
2: relatively young
4: and a lot of famous people died. And they're all musicians.
3: I I think it's that Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison all died at 27. I think that was like, uh, I think there was another one, uh, Brian Jones. So I think that's probably like... But
2: for it to be a big deal, I want a list of like 100 people.
3: That I guess that was probably a big deal at the time. And then when Kurt Cobain died at 27, they made a big deal of it. And now Amy Winehouse, it's like, yeah, it, I think there's a lot of reference to it in like music.
2: If you're a big breakthrough music star, there's, well, I suppose the thing they've all got in common is they're big breakthrough music stars that sort of pioneered or at least were like the face of the genre that yeah. they were involved in.
3: Yeah. They were big deals at the time. Yeah, yeah. Culturally hyper-relevant.
4: How old was Buddy Holly when he died? Is he dead? Yeah, Buddy yes. Holly died. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. He was 22. Wow, he was well young. 22. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. He died in a plane, plane crash, didn't he? Plane crash, yeah. Sid Vicious was only 21. I'm just trying to think of famous musicians that died young. 21. Oh, he's young, young, isn't it? Right, we're going on a tangent again now. Anyway, so 27 Club, yeah. Um,
4: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Again, I agree. I agree that there is a lot of people in the same category, as it were, that died at that age. But I'm just like, but I don't know. I, I struggle to see a relevance to it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, so I've got another story I can show you. Oh, show. Come on. This reminds me of the
4: episode of Malcolm when Hal has that dream that he wins big in like a lottery machine. Oh, yeah. And he gets like the green splodge and there's a balloon and there's the Vivaldi music in the background. Because dreams is another one. I don't know if Tiss is going to talk about dreams actually, so I might just be
2: quiet, but... Dreams. Well, ascribing meaning to the what we dream about.
4: Yeah, or just like you have a dream and you have a dream and then it happens.
2: It's not quite the same, though, is it?
3: No, synchronicity is to do with the material, right? The cross between the material.
2: That's so, you.: So, for example, when I
4: dreamt about the tsunami, and then the next day there was the tsunami.
2: That's more premonition, that's though, isn't it? That's what we were talking about. Listener yeah. story one.
4: I suppose that is, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Uh, fair enough. It's, it's what you put to coincidence because you could say um, when the listener's story is one, the last listener's stories, is uh, the stories yep. from here when his mum died and different people called up the house around yes. the world. Is that coincidence? Is that fate? Is yeah. that. Yeah, that's you a the point. Again. Yeah, totally. Premonition. It's all muddy.
4: Right, so we got this video. Right,
2: oh yeah, here we go, what we got? Next to the dictionary
0: definition of luck, they should place the image of this man. His name is Sutomu Yamaguchi, and he might just be the luckiest man to ever walk the earth. On August 6th, 1945, Yamaguchi was on a business trip to Hiroshima. Does that date and place sound familiar? If you've ever paid attention in history class, then you'll know that's when and where America dropped the first atom bomb on Japan. It killed between 60,000 and 80,000 people in the blink of an eye, but Yamaguchi miraculously survived. He wasn't unscathed though. His upper body was badly burned from the intensity of the blast, yet he managed to return home a few days later, but his home was in Nagasaki. I can almost hear the history buffs holding their breath. On August 9th, just three days after Hiroshima, America dropped another atomic bomb on Japan. Can you take a guess where? That's right, the city of Nagasaki. It wiped a further 40,000 people off the face of the earth instantly. But despite the odds, Yamaguchi survived once again. He's one of the only people to have ever survived two atomic bomb blasts and lived to tell the hideously coincidental
2: tale. Doesn't sound very lucky. He's one of the only people to have ever survived two. I should bloody well think so.
4: That's incredible. I, I mean, mean,
2: incredible story.
4: F- first of all, th- that is those numbers are shocking. Absolutely. Well, yeah, like, Shot, just in the blink of an eye, those forty thousand people just gone, just totally evaporated.
2: That's insane. um I feel like we don't learn enough about that because it's when we do when we do stuff about World War Two in England, we don't really study that much about the America Japan conflict no. side of it. So that's no. all like American listeners will be very familiar with that stuff. But yeah. we, it's, we don't learn about that much of that side of the war, really, in England.
4: No, same no. with Vietnam and the Korean War and, and everything. I know that's not the same time period. But, um, yeah, uh, it's like Rachel, Rachel loves this. Not loves, uh, you know, but she loves this, the subject. She loves the topic, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. She loves them. Um, but that, I mean... That is pretty incredible that he's survived. Like absolutely remarkable both times.
2: But again, coincidence, synchronicity, or luck?
4: I mean, not luck. I I feel like even though he survived, I'd still be like pff, universe yeah, has done a cruel not... hand.
2: Yeah, I mean that's
4: But but actually maybe it is luck. It's again it depends on it depends on it depends on how you think of of life and and you know he would probably call that lucky because maybe he knows he probably knows people that died
2: yeah but is that lucky then like you've lost all your loved ones
4: i suppose you would be like wow i'm still alive i I guess over time you would you would consider it to be lucky but maybe a i don't know is it a coincidence that he happened to be in those two places so why was he in nagasaki he's lit he lived in sorry he lived in nagasaki but why was he in Hiroshima? was it a Biz, job? Business trip.
3: Yeah. Business, business, a business trip. Business trip,
4: yeah. And he lived in um, Nagasaki. Nagasaki. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I ge- I guess that's, I don't know how much of a coincidence or if that's synchronicity or, where, you know, I suppose that's the, that's the equivalent of having, you know, living in Manchester and having a business trip in Birmingham or London, isn't it, really?
3: If it is know. synchronicity, that guy needs to really listen to the universe. <laughs> to do what yeah. the universe is saying. Mm.
4: That's a bonkers story, though.
2: I, I always think with stuff like that, though, like stuff like that's got to happen to someone every now and then. Yeah. I don't know if it's... But is that itself synchronicity, me thinking like that? Like it's, it's time for something amazing to happen to someone. Is that
4: mm. Mm. a cycle?
3: Hmm...
2: Because it's like you get people who it's like they won the lottery and then they won it again. That's not synchronicity,
3: yeah. though. That's just... Isn't That's it? beating the odds.
2: No. Yeah, but I would say that him beating the atomic bomb atomic bomb, is beating the odds.
3: Yeah, it is. And I don't think that's synchronicity either. I think it's coincidence. Right. I'd say it's wow. just... Wow. I think that. it's... No, I, I mean, if the, the synchronicity, the, the, the common thread has to be that it has... It has to be meaningful to him, so right. I'd say yeah. That's what I was
2: thinking. Like they can't be that because it's not meaningful. Obviously, it's meaningful to him to live, but the the uh, there's no yeah. there's no pattern that he's looking for in that. Yeah,
3: it's not like mm. you know, it's not like he was discussing bombs, or he was like maybe. Maybe he was like a nuclear bomb salesman and like two nukes went (laughs) off and it's like he changed career. That would maybe be synchronicity, right? Because there's a big meaning attached to it. There's a link. Mm. Uh, uh, For me, it just seems like that guy got really fucking lucky and it's a coincidence. But
2: also, I would would say really fucking unlucky to be in the two places on Earth where the atomic bomb went off. Fuck no.
3: Fuck no. Fuck no. You get to experience an atomic bomb without dying. You get to see that shit. You could be like, "Whoa!" Then again, actually, it would be quite different. No, no. would be quite horrific. Not see it
2: dying horrifically. Nothing lucky about that.
3: Be traumatic. Nah. Awful. It would be fucking awful. I was just thinking about the (laughs) mushroom cloud, and I just didn't think about all the dead bodies for a second, and I thought that would be kind of cool. Yeah, forty thousand. We just said. Yeah, to dream it would be fun. Although, you know, in the dreams, is, is the other participants conscious? Is it ethical to let no. people die in your dream?
4: Let me tell you what's lucky. What would be lucky is if yeah. his business, he was on a business trip to Hiroshima and the train was taking him away from Hiroshima as the bombs dropped and the train was just <laughs> so happening to go at the speed it needed to go to get him away in time <laughs> to not be damaged <laughs> by the
3: blast. And he looked up at the clock and it was 13.13.
4: And then I don't know, maybe the second time when it was dropped on Nagasaki, he was taking the trip into Hiroshima and just about. Do you know what I mean? That would me. I'd be like, that's lucky. He, he, he nipped. He nipped to the loo when the second bomb hit. Yeah, and his his bomb his loo happened to be in a lead plated room. <laughs> yeah, like a hundred foot underground.
3: <laughs> yeah, what what are the chances?
2: No, you just have to get in a fridge.
3: It's been on the landlord to get him a proper toilet. Tell you why he wasn't <laughs> complaining then.
2: You just get in a fridge and you're safe, I heard.
3: <laughs> just safe in a fridge. I couldn't fit in my fridge, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it reminds me of like, so every now and then you hear about like, it'll be like a famous person who will say, oh, I was supposed to get on X flight and it ended yeah. up like, crashing or, you know. Like
4: the 9-11 thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear about yeah. people who are supposed to be on one of those planes and then they missed their flight or something happened and they had to change their flight. Seth
4: MacFarlane was, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: that's one of them, yeah. yeah.
4: And um, I'm, I swear Mark Wahlberg was as well.
2: Really? I know, I've heard a few stories of things like that.
4: He was supposed to be on the flight from Boston because one of them, that I'm, sh- I, I'm sure, and I'm sure our American listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that one of the flights was from Boston to New York and he was supposed to be on that flight. Right. Um yeah. I
2: remember hearing one of them I def the Seth MacFarlane one's right, I remember hearing that somewhere.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane he definitely mm. wants, yeah, but
3: anyway. Right. Uh got another creepy coincidence. Okay. Um not that creepy actually, quite how it felt.
0: Eleven years in the making. Do you believe in fate? After hearing the story of Mr. Ye and Miss Zhu, you'll find it hard not to. Back in 2011, these lovebirds met for the first time and fell in love in Chengdu, China. But seven years later, in 2018, they were digging through old family photos when they found something that left them both speechless. It was this photo of Miss Zhu, which was taken back in 2000 at the May 4th square in the seaside city of Qingdao. Miss Zhu's mother had taken the pretty photo of her against a large red sculpture, but little did she know she also captured her future husband in the image as well. On that exact day, in the exact same moment, Mr was posing for his own photograph by the sculpture. 11 years later, they would fall in love in a totally different city over 1,600 kilometers away. Turns out, love knows no bounds, or
2: odds for that matter. I like that.
4: Yeah, I've seen that before, <laughs> but it is still amazing. That's,
2: yeah, that's, yeah, there are some amazing coincidences around. That's really amazing. Yeah,
3: that's, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah, I mean, what are the chances?
2: Well, like back to my dice analogy, the chances are the same as any other thing happening, but also it's still amazing that it happens.
3: Yes, yeah. incredible. Sweet. So, I was going to play us out with some V Source. Um, he talks about coincidence, uh, and he's
1: pretty cool.
2: Right. Well, so, Tiss is going to play us something now. Come
4: on, then, Tis, So, you're playing us out on something then. Right. In
1: 1864, Abraham Lincoln's son, Robert Lincoln, was saved from serious injury or possibly even death when a stranger grabbed him by the shirt collar moments before he plunged onto train tracks below. That stranger turned out to be Edwin Booth, one of the most famous Shakespearean actors of the time. So famous, in fact, Robert recognized him and had a letter sent thanking him for saving his life. Less than a year later, Edwin Booth's brother, John Wilkes Booth, undid the favor by assassinating Abraham Lincoln. Strange as they seem at first, math says that given enough time and psychology says that given enough interest in finding them, coincidences and connections will be found, even unlikely ones. The coincidences between Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy are famous. Both were elected to the presidency in a year ending with 60. Lincoln was shot at Ford's Theater Kennedy was shot in a 1961 Lincoln Continental four-door convertible, made by Ford. Both presidents' last names have seven letters, and both assassins had fifteen letters in their names. The list goes on, as it should. If you look long enough, you can find coincidences between any two people or things or events. They may seem strange at first, but tend to wind up being, in the end, pretty expected. For just one example, name length isn't that wildly variable. Seven letter names are pretty common. Lincoln, Kennedy, Michael, Stevens. In the famous spooky presidential coincidences contest held by the skeptical inquirer in 1992, one contestant alone found similar lists of crazy coincidences between 21 pairs of former presidents. Given the vast amount of details in any one of our lives, it's pretty easy. This quirk can be exploited to almost comedic heights when it comes to overanalyzing. Of course, hidden messages and signs are often intentionally included in media for fun or to reward attentive viewers. But unintentional, extraordinary things happen all the time. It's not really that extraordinary. There's a famous calculation that is known as Littlewood's Law. Given the number of hours we are awake every day, and assuming an event only takes about a second to occur, if you calculate the odds of something happening to you are only one in a million, well, you should expect that thing to happen to you about once every 35 days. David J. Hand took this even further with 7 billion people on Earth, the chance that an event with a one in a million probability of happening to each of us won't happen today is one in ten to the three thousand and forty. As Percy Diaconis put it, the truly unusual day would be a day where nothing unusual happens.
2: Hmm, I mm. like that. That's the that's where my brain's been going with all this stuff.
3: There you go. So we've come full circle. We've yeah, given all the. Uh different opinions. Uh, V source obviously puts it rather well, Mm. but I still don't know if I believe that. I still don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have to believe anything. I can just uh, leave it open ended.
2: Well, no, no one has to believe anything, mate. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. I
4: mean, yeah, I think that's, that's a good way to end it in that Mm. you, you can't deny the, the maths. Um, You know, you can't deny the science that's involved in all of this. But I suppose equally... You can't handle the maths. (laughs) I suppose equally, you know, who are you to tell someone else that something isn't meaningful just because it's also maths? I don't know. Exactly. Could it be both? Could it be coincidence and meaningful? I don't know. Yeah.
2: Like I said, before, anything can be a coincidence or, like you said, an, an unusual event that happens to you. And based around what you do, you might think, God, if I left one second later, that wouldn't have happened to me. Mm. Like, um, as you guys know, on the way home from work today, I was driving down the motorway and a plank of wood flew off a lorry or a van, about three cars in front of me, and flipped end over end down the motorway and smashed into my car. If I'd left work a couple of seconds later, that wouldn't have happened to my car. Mm, shit. So is there a coincidence that happened to me? Yeah, or is it? Not? Well,
3: unless there's a deep meaning of like, the windshield symbolised something, or the smashing of the windshield was meaningful, that would be synchronicity. Mm. Because then it would have the universe was pushing you towards your windshield getting shad. So I say, just felt like
2: the I just felt like the universe was pushing me <laughs> anyway because I had a terrible day at work. You're pushing me, baby.
3: Say just before you pulled away, you thought. I really should get the windshield, uh, you know, the crack in the windshield fixed. Or maybe, oh, i really, or I don't know, something like, oh, I haven't had the windshield changed in a while. I wonder how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's mashing. That's like the universe, like, winking at you. Like, you were thinking this. There's the symbol that I know that you were thinking that. And I Mm. know because I've done something which is, like, irrefutably that. Hmm. Hmm. it's a very specific wink from the universe is what synchronicity is very specific yeah. anything else is just an event
2: yeah well we've had a lot of uh, discussion i've enjoyed um when you first said the topic i was like okay we're going to get some cool stories like we did but i didn't think there'd be quite so much discussion which has been it's mm. been like a meteor discussion topic than i thought it was going to be going into it yeah. which has been uh, fun not what i was expecting
4: yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, really fun. Like it's quite varied as well. Some of the stories are very different,
2: and it doesn't feel like we've recorded for as long as we have.
4: No, I can't believe it's nearly half. Yeah, ten. it's half ten. It really,
2: fit. I think it's because we haven't. Sp- I think it's because we haven't spoke to each other for a while. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, t- when you haven't seen each other for a while, you get chatting and time flies. It's probably something to do with that as well.
4: Yeah, I think so. But Yeah, that was really interesting. Thanks, Tiss.
2: Thanks, Tiss. No worries. Um, I can't bother to go through the outro stuff. I'm going to do it separately. Cool. <laughs> uh, apart from, I will say, I will say charity stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, I already posted it. My sister's been doing lots of running. Yeah. She recently did the Birmingham run. Um, and now she's doing the big London marathon and, um, she's doing it for charity. Mm. So we've, uh, given money towards that event. She's doing it for, I've got it up here. I can't remember the name of the charity. It's it's to do with brain injuries stuff. Oh, cool. Acquired brain injuries is what the charity's for. Nice. But that's who the money's going to. And uh, if you want to follow links on, uh, it's on our Facebook page if you want to give any money yourself. Listeners, um, she's very dedicated and, um, yeah, she'll smash it when she does it. So she's more dedicated than me when it comes to that kind of thing.
4: No, that's awesome. It takes a lot of commitment and a lot of training to do
2: stuff like that. So that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that the Acquired Brain Injury, that is the name of the charity. So there we go. ABI Acquired Brain Injury is a charity that supports individuals who have suffered traumatic brain injuries. So yeah, there we go. That's who, that's who the money's going to. And uh, we chucked some money into there already. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so via the email, which is WTATUPOD at gmail.com or through the contact button on the website which is weirdhouse and the unexplained World.com. on that website you can also find a multitude of links uh, you can find a link to buy merchandise from us at the tea public store you can donate to us uh, to support monetarily you can find links to our social media pages uh, Facebook and whatnot and I'm the only one left on Twitter you can find me there still though at at Bob Shoy, that's at b-o-b-s-h-o-y uh, and you can also go to my website which is bobshoy.com b-o-b-s-h-o-y.com uh, to see other shows i've previously worked on and explore those if you haven't already and you can also find links there to um buy bonus episodes there are a few episodes of weird news and a show me and beef did called unfilmable and things like that if you follow the link on my website to the uh, bonus episode store And I think that's it. The release schedule for this year of Weird Tales has obviously been a little bit messy, but I feel like we're back on track now. Um, So we're going to start doing things like Question of the Week and things like that again. So send those to us as well. We'd really appreciate that. Now, back to the end of this episode. Um, And I think we're all done. Tis, Tis, you've been making music recently. Yeah,
3: my friend Sean came over the other day.
2: I don't suppose you've done a remix of Synchronicity by The Police? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, okay. In that case, I'll just put something else as the actual music.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool.
2: Go on, then, do the pun. Have you not got a pun to close us out with, Uh, Tess?
3: Synculator?
4: No, it's a really Mm. obvious
2: one. Is there beef? Is there
4: could you not do synchronicity you later? It doesn't work, does it? Oh,
2: synchronicity <laughs> you later.
3: There's a really obvious one. It's it
2: tenuous. That's, it that's, really that's no better than synchulator. That's no better. Really? Uh, no. I,
4: I
3: mean, I wasn't. I think that's
4: better.
2: Synchronicity yeah. you later.
4: No. In my head, it sounded mm. better.
2: Yeah, it's not great, but we'll take <laughs> it. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, everyone love you lots yeah thanks and guys and Beef you've love got you. the next episode yours is next Beef
4: mine's the next one is it yeah amazing I'll get I'll get planning then yeah with my little blue book
2: get on it get on it uh, we'll be in do. two weeks right. All right thanks for listening everyone love you see lots see you later love you
3: cheers you bye you. bye 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 bye
4: Which po- which Pontins Tis? Uh, Liverpool.
3: Silver-
2: Southport. Mm. Yeah. Southport. I'm just gonna look for
3: this thing.
2: It's just above Liverpool. Yeah. Here we go, go. chalet. South- Bob. It was basically
3: the same as AT- ATP. That was Canberra Sands, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's Canberra basically Sands. the same as ATP. Oh like gosh. the
3: vi- the vibe is exactly the same. Like you've got the the yeah, pub yeah. at the side, the main stage. Um, and the chalets are obviously <laughs> what they are.
2: What are you looking at? We're looking at the mower Museum. Does it like... good to look good? he's eating his words. He thinks he's beaming. He's absolutely it's beaming at like... this looks like.
4: <laughs> it's just like a shop.
2: I thought I, <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't
4: mind, but I thought it'd be like a big warehouse or something. This doesn't look big enough to have a sit on mower on this is this is i've got i got some have you so you've not seen pictures or anything
3: tis i've not seen any pictures no
4: apart apart no, from the one right. that
3: um that tim sent it to me <laughs> british lawnmower museum yeah this looks right. this looks mate this looks fucking awesome no fucking way I'm Does going it? next year oh my god there's a there's a fake lawn in the shop what are you talking about this is amazing <laughs> The guy did say it was, like, really interesting. uh, Like, in a sort of, How like... How much is it? Is, the, is it free? It's not free, is, these, is it? Some of these lawnmowers look really old. No, I'm sold, mate. I'm fucking sold. Oh, it's... It's literally I mean, does just...
2: It, it does just look like a shop. Or is that the gift shop? <laughs> where You can buy your own mower on the way out.
4: Well, I thought it'd be, like... Do you know what I had in my head? I had in my head that it was like a big warehouse, and in the middle was a big field that you could sit on a mower and mow it.
1: No, no. It's like the history of mowers, That's mate.
2: I, I thought it, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like, as if, as if, like I said, I don't know if you guys have like, ever been to Cars of the Stars in Keswick. <laughs> probably probably no, not. I thought no. it was going to be a bit like that. Cars of the Stars is like a museum full of cars that are famous. So it has like one of the Batmobiles in it and stuff like that. I thought it would be like that for this, mowers.
3: This looks amazing. The museum right. has over 300 restored exhibits of garden machinery from over the last 200 years. 200.
2: I'm going to make a request for this episode. We move on from the mowers because if there's any of our listeners who aren't interested in mowers for some reason, they're <laughs> going to be going out of their fucking mind. Can I just quickly,
3: <laughs> just at the last one on the mowers, right? They've got a few previously owned famous people's mowers, right? Prince Charles oh, go and on. Princess Diana. <laughs> Brian wow. May.
0: Paul O'Grady.
3: <laughs> this combination. And the Coronation Street actress, Jean-Alexander.
2: It's like the perfect dinner party. I might leave all the Moa Talk and put it after the outro music, like, to be honest. They're descending,
4: are they, in, like, popularity yeah, status? Yeah, they really are. They're the last one they had to say
2: from
3: Coronation Street. Yeah. i love the
4: brian may he's got a lawnmower that he gave to a museum of course an
2: x-factor
1: finalist it's like hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part
4: Coronation right. Street,
2: yeah. Flipping out! what are the chances of that?